a garment of praise on today, God. And Lord, we release the joy of the Lord to be our strength on today, God. And Lord, we stand on your word on today, God. That Lord, you never you said you never leave us nor forsake us on today, Father God. But you are a faithful God. You are a kind God. You are a loving God. And Lord, we just thank you on today, Father God, for keeping us, Father God, for giving us strength, God, to press on, God, for giving us strength, God, to make it, God, through every day on today, Father God. Thank you for our jobs, God. Thank you for our places of employment, God. Thank you for our businesses, God. Thank you, Lord, for this place of worship, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for our children, God. Thank you for our spouses, God. Thank you for family on today, God. Thank you for loved ones, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your people, God, that you have created in your image and your likeness, God. That, Lord, we love you on today, God. God, I don't know about you, but I'm just thankful on today. I'm just thankful for his goodness. I'm thankful for his kindness. For everything that God did not have to do, but he still was gracious enough, and he did it for us. He woke us up this morning. He gave us the activities of our limbs. He gave us a mind to praise him, a mind to lift him up. I don't know about you, but that's enough to tell God thank you. And God, we lift you up today, God, for you are worthy of the praise, God. You're worthy of the honor, God. For there is no other God in the heaven with which shall be saved, but by the name of Jesus Christ. God, we welcome the praise to God as the sound begins to come. As we begin to rejoice together in corporate worship, God, let us begin to magnify and bless his name this morning. For he is worthy of the praise. Come on, as the sound comes, come on, let's bless the name of the Lord. You ought to be excited in the house of the Lord this morning. For the Lord is good, the Lord is kind, the Lord is merciful. And we come to lift him up today. Come on, the sound. Hallelujah. Come on, magnify the Lord all over the room. For some people, this is the first time back in the building since 2020. And God, we yet grateful. We yet have a heart of thanksgiving on God that you kept us. And so we magnify you, oh God, and we thank you that you are an awesome God. And you reign. He reigns forever in you. 
little right here. I need you right here, Lord. Deep down on the inside. Let 
think you've been hurting since March of 2020 when the last time we were in corporate fellowship. And I believe when you release it, that the town is going to break the yoke of us. Today, amen. Because I believe it's something that as we move around and as we walk 
and we sow our seed, things will happen. And we're going to allow the Holy Spirit just to move in our giving. So those of you all who are watching online this morning, if you can give, then go to our website, www.newcobncwc.com. You can click the Give tab and you can give on this morning. Those of you all who are giving on Easy Time, you can download the app. You can go to Easy Time, search for New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois. Select that particular ministry, set up your account, and you can have it where your giving will be already, you know, uh, monitored. I mean, and, and, uh, your records will already automatically come to you. You get an email of every time you give. At the end of the year, you automatically get a report of your giving. Time is an awesome avenue that God has allowed us to participate in to be able to share in our giving. And I'm grateful for Easy Tide. Amen. Those of you all who may not have any of those means, you can go to the United States Post Office and put your seed in the mail. Amen. And mail it to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Amen. Those of y'all in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence has envelopes. Amen. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Chance, you got envelopes over on the left. Deacon Jerry, you stay seated. You ain't about to walk around. Brother Over, get those envelopes and hand them out for them. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Let's welcome back Deacon Jerry back in the building. Amen. He's been out. He had surgery. And God has graced him. He's recovering well. God is strengthening his back. Him. So we're just grateful, amen, for a successful surgery and procedure to see him back in the building on today, amen. I don't know if he moved faster than he should have been moving, but that's mainly the report I've heard that he was doing too much too soon. Thank God for grace because it's, it's hard to sit him down, amen, keep him still. Probably had to tie him up or something to keep him still. Amen and doing well. We appreciate you digging, Jerry. Amen. I'm just giving you a moment so you can get your seat together. Let me sow what you guys are preparing in the building. We're sowing towards our tithes and offering and our outreach 2021 as we prepare to bless some veterans. Amen. Later in the month, early next month, whenever our release is, I believe it's next
all on my left. You have your tithe and offering ready. You can proceed to sow your seed to the front. bless us, God, and bless those that may not have had to give on today, Father, that you will bless them on next time, God. And Lord, we ask that these seeds will continue to be used for the work of the ministry, for the building of your kingdom, God, and that you will bring forth a 100-fold return upon every seed that's sown. And God, we thank you, we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. We give God praise. Uh, I want to make an acknowledgement uh, before we move forward in the service. Um, from uh, the Garcia family, amen. Uh, just a thank you to New Covenant Worship Center for your prayers and support during the loss of our beloved Abby. We are filled with gratitude and on how the Lord moved during the process. May the church and families who help be blessed by God beyond measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, amen. This is for Sister Sarah and the loss of her sister, amen. And thanks of gratitude, amen, for all the love and support that was shown. Our heart and prayers continue to go out to the family, amen, and the loss of their loved ones. So God bless you, Sister Sarah, amen, and family that's here today. We welcome you guys and thank you all for standing and encouraging them in their time of loss. New Covenant Worship Center, we appreciate that, amen. How many know we got the greatest church here in Joliet, amen? Amen. We give God praise. That's in our viewpoint, amen. We know that the others are great too, but we thank God for what God has graced us with, the people who he has blessed us to be in fellowship with, because I believe we got the best people, amen, this side of heaven, amen. And I'm grateful for what God has placed under our leadership and what he's allowed us to shepherd over, and I appreciate each and every one of you guys. So listen, uh, some real quick announcements, and we're going to move forward. Um, I'm not going to announce marriage tips money. I don't know where we at. We wavering back and forth, amen, and we're going to take a break, uh, but... That's normally on Monday nights at 8.30, but I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow night. But tomorrow night, I want you guys to uh, stay connected because there's going to be an announcement tomorrow night on Facebook uh, concerning something that we're going to be partnering with another ministry to do to encourage them and help them move forward. So stay tuned tomorrow night on Facebook. We'll make the post, amen, and you'll see it. We're going live. We'll have a great announcement to be able to encourage and do some work in the body of Christ, amen. Tuesday night is our men's prayer call, 8.30 p.m. every Tuesday night. Um, we encourage each other and build each other up and give a short word on Tuesday night on the prayer call. Wednesday, nothing going on pray, uh, praise and worship rehearsal this week. Praise and worship rehearsal is this week, this week with the sound, amen, at 6.30 p.m. And Thursday night is Bible study, amen. And we just give God praise for that. And as we continue to move forward, we're allowing God to move in the house, amen. amen. All right, listen. Um... Let's, let's give a shout out to, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this too. Today, Bishop James Jones and True Foundation, they're celebrating their 34th uh, church anniversary. And so what I want to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to make, I'm going to do this video. I want you guys to just shout and make some noise 
and just say happy anniversary to two foundation churches. Is that alright? Can we do that? I want y'all gotta make some noise for me now. This is for Bishop James Jones, alright? I'm gonna throw this up on their page later. Amen. Y'all ready? Alright. One, two, huh? I'm gonna give you count now. One, two, three, go ahead. all who are watching online continue to share this share this share this and subscribe to our youtube channel uh, so that we can keep those notifications and you can keep people uh attached and connected to the ministry listen uh, i think that the body of christ uh we have become so blessed uh in so many areas and god has been so gracious to us over time and sometimes we take for granted the goodness of the Lord. Sometimes we uh, take for granted that the things that have been bestowed upon us, the blessings that we have received, uh, sometimes we forget that it's because of his grace and his goodness towards us. And it's nothing that we have done on our own, but it's all to glorify and magnify God. And as we have progressed and we've grown because we have obtained certain statuses, you know, as it relates to even society and the world standards, you know, hey, we have uh, good jobs, you know, we have uh, nice cars, nice homes, nice things that we put on our back, you know, we got Gucci, we got Louis, we got Prada, you know, we, we have all these things that we look good and God has blessed us with those things. And sometimes we can get to a point in place that over time we can miss it and take for granted that you know what we need to tell God thank you it's it's, it's just it's just good to stop in the middle of everything that's going on and to stop and reflect and to say you know what God I thank you that you gave me a job I thank you that I'm able to walk with two legs and I can able to move around on my own God, I thank you I can see the sunlight. I thank you I can see the moonlight at night. I thank you I can see the stars in the sky. I thank you, God, that I can hear the birds chirping. I know the cicadas are coming and they're irritating, but I thank God I can hear the creaking of the cricket and I can hear the buzz of the bumblebee. I need to, you know what? I thank God I can even run from the wasp when it begins to chase me. I need to, you need to thank God that you didn't get stuck about the bee. You gotta thank God that the mosquitoes didn't eat you up, eat you up when you went down south to Mississippi for the weekend. You gotta thank God, amen, that God covered you when you went to the gas station and the drive-by happened after you left. Oh, you gotta thank God that the blood of Jesus has covered you every time you went to the store. That there 
down the list and on and on and on and on and days and days and months and months and years and years about the goodness of the Lord and come up with things to be thankful for. God, I thank you that I've got ten toes on my feet. I thank you I have ten fingers in order to do my job. I can grab the keyboard. I can begin to press the numbers. Oh, you better thank God that you got arms and that you can lift up things and you can wave your hands. I'm just trying to get you in the mindset and get you in the attitude of being thankful and grateful for the goodness of the Lord. Because if it had not been for him, See, I don't want to say that as a cliche. I want to say it with a pure heart. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I need some people to really understand that and really believe it with their whole heart. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, oh, I need to tell somebody where would I be? Oh, I hear the songwriter say, I would have been sleeping in my grave. I could have been somewhere crazy. I could have been over here losing my mind. But the Lord kept me. But the Lord watched over me. But the Lord ministered to me in my state of sorrow, in my state of depression, in my state of loneliness. He lifted me up. know if I was supposed to start preaching at the beginning of the message but that's supposed to happen later because I'm supposed to open with the teaching but I just feel the power of the presence of the Holy Ghost I'm telling you that's just some things that man can't explain it's just some stuff that God really didn't do. I mean, that man didn't do, but God touched the heart of man to allow them to give it to you and to make a way for you. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I think you feel like you have a heart of thanksgiving. I think you just begin to remember the time when you wanted to slit your wrist, when you wanted to take your own life. But you allowed, but God allowed you to still be here. God allowed you to still make it through that trauma. He allowed you to make it through the loss of your mother, the loss of your unborn child. You still standing because of his grace and his loving kindness. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you. I heard Pastor Jerome Glenn, he was teaching New Life this morning. He said sometimes, you know, and we don't realize that yes. some stuff that didn't open up for you yes. was a form of protection because yes, you were upset because you didn't get the promotion. But you maybe didn't realize that what was coming down the line, that the business was going to shut down six months later. So because you were, got promoted and in the position and you would have been the first one to be now terminated because you were in a certain level of salary and they had to now cut some things. But God stopped the promotion because he saw down the line. It kept you in a place. It kept your job. You need to begin to just give God the praise. 
Listen, I'm too excited already. And I, gotta, I, I gotta give you so much because God just filled me. And I'm just trying to lay a foundation today. That's all I came to do today. I, I, I just came to lay a foundation. Because there's so many things that the Lord began to reveal to me that's attached to thanksgiving. That's attached to giving thanks. And sometimes it's easy for us to get caught up in the issues of life. It's easy for us to get caught up in the, in the busyness of things. And, and to just keep moving. And to keep moving. And you say, I'm just going to keep moving. But sometimes I was reading an article and, and, and the man was sharing his story. And, and I'm just paraphrasing as I was studying this particular uh, article. And he was sharing how he was on his way to <clears throat> go out of town to, to go to his parents' home. And he was in Michigan City on his way to Chicago to get to the O'Hare Airport. And his car broke down. His car broke down and the engine went out. He had to have the car towed to a certain place. And, and then when he began to talk about how his car had broke down, he was trying to get to O'Hare Airport. A young lady overheard him and, and she said, well, I'm going to Chicago and I can take you that way. And so they, he got to the airport and, and he was sitting there and he was all down and he was just thinking about how things used to be when he would come through the airport, how it would be you know the joy that I was going to see my parents and the, and the excitement and the and everything that was going on but at this moment he was thinking about how hard it was because I don't have a car now and I don't know what I'm going to do and how, how things are going to be when I get back and he was frustrated and he, he he was getting you know just 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 frustrated and angry at his situation and then he he said that he heard when he would come to the O'Hare airport he was in the airport he would hear this man this man playing the saxophone this man would be playing a saxophone and his, his uh, saxophone case would be open. People would give him money in the, in the case and, and all these various things. He said he would play different types of music. But he said this particular day, he heard an inspirational song. He heard him playing something inspirational. And at that moment that he heard the guy playing the saxophone, he began to change his attitude. And he said, you know what? I have another perspective. He said, I gotta thank God in the midst of this. Yeah. I have to be thankful that, you know what? I made it off the side of the road. I made it to my air, to the airport and I'm halfway to my destination to get to see my parents. He began to just change his perception in the midst of his particular troubles and his heartaches. And sometimes that's all it takes is that we begin to change our perception in the midst of the thing that we're looking at. It seems like it's so hard. It seems like it's frustrating. But when you just look at that thing and say, you know what, God, in the midst of it, thank you. I still have breath in my body. And the other thing he said, he said, just because my car may have broken down and I may be in this situation, this is the thing he said. He said, God, you haven't changed. Come on. He said, God, you have not changed. So no matter what my situations, no matter what my trials and tribulations of life do, God never changes. God remains the same. So in other words, you need to be reminded and we need to be reminded that God is the constant in our ups and downs, in our valleys and our hilltops. He is the constant. And when we keep our eyes focused on him, I'm telling you, give him thanks. God will continue to open up doors and bless us. Amen. Amen. 
listen, let's 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 lay some found, some foundational work today and just get some things established. Is that all right? Amen. So we're opening up this series, the heart of Thanksgiving. The heart of Thanksgiving. So what do I what do I mean when I say the heart of Thanksgiving? We're talking about that your spirit, man, having the spirit of Thanksgiving, having your heart, your spiritual heart, having your heart posture where you can be in a position where, you know what, I can give thanks. Because the Bible says to give thanks in all things. Not for all things, but in all things. So when we talk about giving thanks and having a heart of thanksgiving, it means that I can begin to give thanks in all things. And so that's the particular, uh, uh, that's the actual position and posture that we as believers, that we call ourselves followers of Christ, that we should take. And that's the mindset that we should be operating in. And so when we begin to get to that point in place and get to the understanding, I'm going to give you a couple of definitions of, of Thanksgiving. And then we're going to define that Hebrew word of Thanksgiving. And then we're going to give some scriptures and then we're going to leave down from this place. Is that all right? One of the definitions for Thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks. Grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially to God. The act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement of the benefits or favors, especially to God. How many favors have we experienced in walking with God? How many times has he favored us and he's just done things that we would have not even deserve? And so he goes on and says an expression of thanks, especially to God. A public celebration, I'm not going to read that part of the definition. Another definition in the Bible dictionary, it begins to define Thanksgiving as the aspect of praise that gives thanks to God for what he has, for what he does for us. The aspect of praise that gives thanks to God for what he does for us. Listen to this. Ideally, Thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart. Let me, let me read it again. It says, ideally, thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart. But it is required of all believers. Regardless of their initial attitude. Oh, my God. So, listen at this. If I am in a position and I am a believer in Christ, I'm a follower of Christ. This is an obligation to have a grateful heart. It should be a part of me. It should not be a choice. It should not be something that I choose to do just because it's Sunday, just because it's time to worship in a public setting. But I should have a heart that is filled with thanksgiving and gratefulness. Let me read it to you again. It says, ideally, and starting from the top, the aspect of praise that gives thanks to God for what he does for us. And it says, ideally, thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart, but it is required of all believers. Regardless of their initial attitude. So regardless how you feeling today, I should still have an attitude and a mindset to tell God thank you. Even when you think you got an attitude with God. Because we get angry with God and we say, God, well, why you didn't do it this way? And God, why you didn't move in my time? God, why you didn't bless me when you said you were going to bless me? God, what's going on? What's happening? You got to still yet give thanks and be able to glorify and magnify his name. So the heart of thanksgiving is something that is required of me. So let's let's get that clear because a lot of believers have taken this as an option. Yes, yes. 
See, it, it, this is not like choosing your benefit package for your medical. Where you have multiple options and you can choose a PPO or HMO. I need you to get in and get locked in to the required because there's a certain level of insurance that you're required to carry. And I need you to have that level of insurance regardless of what my job status is. You are required to participate and have this level of insurance. But when we get so caught up in who we are and how we've grown and we've become intelligent and uh, so astute of the Bible and, and so revelatory in our knowledge and we get to so so uh, high up and we begin to forget the particular level of requirement of gratefulness and having a heart of thanksgiving because now we begin to think that I've done this in my own strength. I've done this on my own recognizance. I've done this on my own and nobody has helped me and nobody, you know, assisted me and nobody helped me along the way. Let me debunk some things because I've said this in the past before and I just want to help you again. This is a sidebar. I never understood the fact. Well, I, you know, in the beginning when I was ignorant, I did not know. But as God began to give me a revelation and people say, I am a self-made millionaire. Or I'm a self-made. Well, self-made means you made the, the the notebook paper that you wrote the vision on. You created the pencil that you wrote the vision with. You created the particular truck and made the truck. You drove the truck to be able to deliver the products that you have a business with. Because when self-made means that it's only you. But you did not do everything in order to get something out of that particular thing that you put in operation. You had to have somebody that drove the truck. You had to have somebody that went on the power lines that now supplied the power to your office that you're able to turn your computer on with. You didn't do all of that. Somebody assisted you. You had the aid of some people behind the scenes that you don't maybe understand the fullness of how it happened because we get so that's a confident thing we say, I'm self-made. Nobody's self-made because we've all been created in his image and his likeness. I can't self-make myself because if I made myself, baby, if this is the creation, if this is what I'm, the choices that I made, baby, I need a redo. The stuff and the choices and the foolishness that I've done in my life, I need a makeover. I need to reevaluate what I created if I made this whole self thing and I've been self-made because I would be flawless and with perfection. Who self-made and then make yourself with imperfection? That's why I have to give glory to the ultimate perfecter creator, God Almighty, because he has created me. I'm in his image and his likeness. I look messed up and jacked up to myself, but God sees me through his eyes. Yeah. So, so, so that's just a sidebar just to, to help you because self-made means you that you did everything. You drove the truck, you you planted the seed to, to get the chickens and all the stuff to feed the chickens. You own the chicken restaurant and you done skinned all the chickens and plucked all the feathers and, and 
and did all the preparation. No, the chicken came to you on a truck. Already skinned and cut up. Those are wings. And you didn't even make the seasoning. Somebody made the seasoning that you put on there. Oh my God. So I, that, that was just a sidebar. That was just, that was just a sidebar. But this, this is, I, I want us to have the heart of Thanksgiving. So now, this particular thankfulness and this particular heart of Thanksgiving, when you talk about Thanksgiving and how important it is in the word of God, according to Bible Gateway, uh, the word Thanksgiving appears more than 30 times in the King James Version. The word thanks appears more than 100 times. This is still in the King James Version. <clears throat> the word thankful appears four times. The word thankfulness, one time. So all these particular derivatives of thanks. As children who grow up in the home, who grow up with parents that have an understanding of manners, and they've been raised to have manners, at a small age, we're taught some instructions. And the instruction goes is if someone gives you something, uh -huh. Because think about the word, the word thanksgiving. Uh -huh. So once someone has given you something, your response is thank, thank you. you. Uh -huh. So at an early age, we're taught to understand the value of someone giving you something because just as that particular one of the definitions said, the favor that God shows us, this is some things, people give you things that you necessarily do not deserve, but they choose to give you things. And when they give you something, it's our response to say thank you. Because this thank you represents a praise of thanks and appreciation for what they have done for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we teach our children that. And then what happens is their response, as we've been taught in society, is to say, you're welcome. So in other words, that you're welcome says, you're welcome to participate and to enjoy whatever I have given you. Yeah. You're welcome to that blessing. for the car and he says you're welcome son he said you're welcome to enjoy the fruits of your labor and to drive around and enjoy the sights of the city and to ride with your top down if that's what you choose to do as we saw a lot of yesterday when it was 95 degrees and people had their tops down and the jeeps open and everybody enjoying the weather and they were just welcoming in the blessing of the sunlight and the and the rays of the sun and the heat and so we're trained at a young age to understand the value of when someone gives you something, you're supposed to say thank you. So if that's what we learn in the natural <laughs> with our earthly parents. How much more gratitude and gratefulness and thanksgiving should we show God? Because God is constantly giving us things that we didn't deserve. Because he doesn't stop like man because man will only give you maybe two, three chances. Maybe. That's good, Pastor Venice. Maybe they'll give you, you know, you mess up. You know how it is. Can we, can we go to employment? Because most of us are employed here. The Most of the protocol on a job is that you get three write-ups. You get three attempts. So we're talking world standard. Deacon Jerry said he give them, they give them two. The third one, you're gone. So you get the two write-ups and the third one, you're gone. So you get the two write-ups, 
Because that third write-up is the termination letter. <laughs> That's your excommunication. <laughs> your exit letter. So in the natural, you know, it's, you give it a couple of chances before they begin to say, you know what? We terminate you. But I love the fact that God, that he's the God of another chance and 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 another chance. That's how gracious he is towards us. And so because he gives us another chance, another chance, that's how, how that's how when you, you start thinking about it, you say, you know what? Wait a minute. I haven't been as thankful as I should. Yeah. I haven't been as thankful as I should. I need to catch up on my thanksgivings. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. See, see what's gonna happen this this fall in November for Thanksgiving of 2021? All, all of your cousins is coming to Big Mama House. Yeah. Every last one of them, because last year they could not get together. I'm talking about nook nook, little spam, little ray ray. I'm talking about pookie them. I'm talking about little June bug. I'm talking about gym shoe. I'm talking everybody is coming this year because we're opening up again. And everybody's gonna want to come into fellowship in Thanksgiving. Because we haven't seen each other, we haven't been around each other, and so we and everybody's coming this year because Thanksgiving's gonna be open. So there's a more opportunity that you know what I'm gonna give thanks in a big way because I have not had the opportunity to give thanks like I wanted to on last year because Thanksgiving is not just about the food and the fellowship, it's about the thanks to God first, but it's also about that particular coming together and that oneness of bonding with family because that's strength and unity. So I'm thanking God and I'm reverencing God and I have a thankful heart. And so now let me give you some things that's going to mess you up and going to bless you at the same time. Some things that you may not fully been aware of and some things that helped me along the way in my study. Because I'm just laying foundation today. Thanksgiving in the Hebrew is Todah. Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I have not studied Hebrew. But I thank God for the internet. As my mother saw the internet. My mother loves to say the internet. She called Facebook the internet. But thank God for Google, the internet, and we can begin to research and you can put things in. You say, I asked God, I said, God, well, what is Thanksgiving in Hebrew? Mm-hmm. You know, people make it hard to study. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. You make excuses not to. That's right. But you can't make the excuse to say that it's hard to study. That's right. Because we have ample supply of resources that we did not have. Yeah. See, back when I came along, you could not just Google what Thanksgiving meant in Hebrew. I had to have my Strong's Accordance. Yes. Concordance. Yes. Uh-huh. And I had to pull that big heavy book out that looked like that Bible from the funeral. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That big, that big Bible to take up the whole yeah. kitchen table. Yeah. That's how big your concordance is. Yeah. And so, so now we begin to identify. I want uh, them to bring up that picture of Todah, which means Thanksgiving. And it gives the scripture reference in Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 46. And it says, For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chief 
of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. Now, in this particular passage is when after 70 years of captivity, now the children of Israel have been commanded to get back to a place of praise, get back to a place of thanks, get back to a place of worship. But I want to break down this particular word, Todah, um, as according to uh, Brother Chang Bentora in his particular commentary on Hebrew words. And he begins to share about Thanksgiving. And he says that Thanksgiving is that word Todah, but the root of that is Yada. Y-A-D-A-H, Yada. And it is very closely related to Yada, which is Y-A-D-A, which means intimacy. Yes. Now follow me. If you look at in the Hebrew, they read from right to left. Uh -huh. let, me, let me show you what I mean. They can see me in the building. Y'all at home, you can't see this. They read from right to left. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right to left. Because the reason why they read from right to left in Arabic and in Hebrew in those areas, when they were writing the Bible, they didn't have paper to write on. And they didn't have particular, uh, they had wrote on stones and they wrote on walls. Yeah. So they wrote from right to left. And now when you read Arabic and you read Hebrew, it's read, and you read it from right to left. Not like our English language where we read from left to right. right. Amen? That's why it becomes hard for foreigners to learn our language, yeah. to write it and to read it, because some of those customs, they're used to reading from right to left. And now you come to a culture that has to read from left to right. So it would be the same thing. They say one of the hardest languages to learn is Arabic. Amen. So let's break down this particular. These words, because T-A-U is a word. D-A-L-E-T-H is a word. H-E-H-E-H is a word. That now comes together to say Todah. So now, Thanksgiving leads us to intimacy with God. I'm reading from this particular uh, article. It says, if you remove the article Todah, which is the word, and just begin to break down each one, that particular T-A-W, it means truth. Well, T-A-U on there, it means truth. The next letter, the D-A-L. E-T-H means a doorway. Okay. The third letter, which is H-E-I, it means the presence of God. So this begins to describe thanksgiving as, it says, our thanksgiving to Jesus for his sacrifice on the cross leads us to a doorway or portal to the presence of God and intimacy with him. So, so when we understand, because when we understand the fullness of what Thanksgiving means, yeah. I think we can take a different approach. Yeah. Because we have just, you know, somewhat casually thrown around our thanks. But when we begin to gain a fuller understanding of what this Thanksgiving means, because now it begins to become alive to me. And now what I did is, so it says, if you want to read it and put those things from left to right, it would say God's presence is the doorway to truth. And if you read it from right to left, it says truth is the doorway to God's presence. Come on. Oh my God. I'm teaching way better than y'all shouting today. So what I want you to understand is that truth is the doorway to God's presence. Because what happens is when you read, when I read those from left to right or right to left, when you begin to break down each meaning of each word, as he began to describe, he said, this is the sacrifice that brings us into intimacy and into the presence of God. This is the doorway. God's presence is the doorway to truth. And truth is a doorway to God's presence. However way you want to say it, these are the exact meanings in order to get you to God's presence. 
So Thanksgiving, we're going somewhere because we're going to Psalms 100. Enter into his gates with Thanksgiving. Oh my God. Because this is the doorway and into his courts and into his presence. Oh my God. I'm just trying to lay a foundation. Because listen, he says God's presence is the doorway to truth because what does the word of God says? He says those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. So I have to worship in spirit and truth. So truth begins to present and open up a doorway to God's presence. Because I can't come in his presence fake, phony, dirty, lying, in deceit, because that's not going to open the gate. Because Thanksgiving represents a sense of what's in my gratefulness of heart. See, the Bible says it's not what comes out of it's not what goes into a man that fouls him, but what comes out of a man. So what comes out of the mouth is what begins to defile you. So if I have a grateful heart and a heart of thanksgiving, and thanksgiving continues to flow out of my mouth, that is what I'm going to receive from God. Because every time I'm telling him thanks, there is a you're welcome attached to it. And whatever I thank him for, he's gonna say thank you, he's gonna welcome me to have that very thing that I asked him for. And I'm gonna be able to enjoy the goodness of that thing. Why? Because God desired for me to have it. And I'm gonna thank him for it. So can, can we can we go a little deeper? So if Thanksgiving leads to intimacy with God. Now intimacy is something that is one-on-one. I don't need a crowd, a chorus, a praise and worship team, a band, a choir, a preacher. All I need is intimacy. So I need to have time that I begin to talk to God and to have intimacy with him. Because when we hear the word yada and that intimacy, I, I, I don't believe it was Ezekiel or Isaiah. When he told him, he said, let's come yada with me. Let's come converse. Let's get intimate with one another. Let's have intimate conversation with each other. So God wants you to have intimate conversation with him. And in the midst of this conversation, I open up in thanks. I open up with adoration. That's how we're supposed to open up in prayer when we're praising God. And when we begin to come in to, in to pray before God, the first thing you should be doing is thanking God and giving him adoration. Yeah. And most of y'all have heard John Hannah. He teaches that from the beginning about prayer. You have to open with our adoration and thanks about prayer. You have to begin to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love and kindness. God, I thank you for keeping me, for watching over me. This is an open door to getting into the presence of God. Because I want to get into the courts. Because into the courts, he said into the courts with praise. Oh, 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 my God. So, now, oh my God. Let's go to the scripture and let's get ready to close this thing out. We doing good. Wow. Let's go to where we at? We're going to Psalms, right? Psalm 100. Psalms 100. Oh my God. It was bad when you got a digital technical device, you still can't find songs. 
it, it ain't like you flipping the pages of the Bible. You, let me find out what Psalms. And, you know, you know when you first got saved, and those people gonna tell you talking about fine lamentation. What? <laughs> lamentation? Why is that a name in the Bible? What is that? And they tell you talking about fine Job. Job? I see Job. Nahum. What's a Nahum? But you, that, that's when you know you're early on. You said, find it. You know, where are these books at? But let's, let's go to Psalms 100. A Psalm of Praise. So let, let, let's open this thing and let's, let's read it. Now you can't read Psalm 100 in a, in a monotone voice. Because this is a Psalm of Praise. This is something that requires energy. Something requires that you know what? I, I want you to feel this when I say these words. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I have to go traditional today, King James Version. Because okay. I go, go go to your King James Version because you need to go traditional. I, I know the NLT's been good to us, NIV's been good to us the past few weeks, and am, the Amplified and the Message. But I want you to go traditional and go back to your roots. King James Version. Ah, come on now. You ready? Yes. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. You know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endured to all generations. Can the congregation say amen? Amen. 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 And amen. Oh my God. I love a good willing participation. That's a good response and read. Amen. I didn't grow up back this, but I heard that's what it is. <laughs> response and read. So, so listen, let's, let's, let's look at this thing. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. So making a noise has no distinction on where you're from. Makes no distinction on what your background is, what your culture is, what your nationality is, what your ethnic uh, representation may be. It says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So everybody can make a joyful noise. Everybody can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And it says serve the Lord with what? Gladness. So when I have an opportunity to serve the Lord and what serving the Lord represents is, is how I even serve in ministry, how I serve the church, because the church represents Christ. This is his local body. We are part of the body of Christ. So he says, serve the Lord with gladness. So when you do things to the Lord, you said the Bible tells us to do them as unto the Lord. So you should serve with gladness. You shouldn't serve and being an usher or a greeter and your lips look like you've been sucking 10,000 lemons and nobody ever, you never smile. You never say hello you never say god bless you you never say welcome you have to have a joy on the inside and have a spirit of gladness he says serve the lord with gladness he said come before his presence with singing now now, now, now this is the thing he says come before his presence with singing now this, this this is what's so good is that i don't have to have a voice that will help me to win american idol all i need is a heart that will create a sound and that will create a song that will begin to speak to my daddy and speak to my situation and to begin to sing a song that will lift up his name. 
Because his presence brings me to a place to sing. And it says, know ye that the Lord, he is God. There is no doubting. There is no wavering. We should know that he is God. That the Lord is God Almighty. It is he that hath made us. That's what we just talked about earlier. He made us. And not we ourselves. So we have to get to the understanding. Because baby, I didn't, I didn't make me. I'm not self-made. God made me. I knew. He said, it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are what? His people and the sheep of his pasture. So God has given us even a place for us to gain nutrients. For us to gain, to be able to feed. He said, we're the sheep of his pasture. And if we know anything about Psalms 23, he making me to lie down aboard green pastures. The still waters. Those particular things are part because God wants to take care of us. God wants to nurture us and he wants us to grow. He wants us to be fulfilled. He wants us to graze amongst his pasture. So now, this is what sheep do. Because when sheep are out grazing, they have to go back in to the particular gate. Because they have to be in a particular setting where they can be secure. From the outside influences. So, can, can we use our imagination today? Because this, this would be a good thing. Um, Sister Chantel, uh, media, can you put my other picture up with the gates? Now, you, you, I couldn't even imagine the gates of heaven. We can't even imagine even. The, the images that they have portrayed of Solomon's temple and his gate and the gate of God's temple and the word of God because it, it's immaculate, it's beautiful when you look up and you see the gates of the temple this is just a, a, this is a gate outside of uh, a kingdom because when you look beyond it you see the particular things that looks like castles and various things of that nature because you, I want you to use your imagination that it, it was a picture that I was going to put up, it had people that were standing outside the gate but I didn't like the background. It had some flag up there. So now I don't want to represent nobody. And everybody be thinking this, that. But this picture, you see these gates. And you see the gold. And you see it looks, you know, magnificent and appealing to the eye. Yeah. Grand. So now, the admission to get through the gate is not money. The admission to get through the gate is not your status. Come on. The admission to get through the gate is not the title behind your name. The BA, the MA, the DDS. The admission to get through the gate is not how beautiful you are. The admission to get through the gate is not who you know. The admission to the gate is not tied to your Democratic or Republican party. The admission into the gate of the kingdom. Use your imagination. If you're going into a kingdom, and it, let me let me help you help you me further. <laughs> Has anybody ever driven up to an estate and you had to have a code to get in the gate? See, some gates have sensors that they automatically open when the car gets a certain distance away from it. That's not the access that you can get because anybody can access with any vehicle and any car when you get the 
motion detector to trip and it opens. But when there's a certain access code that's required for admission through the gate, and the access code in order to reach and to begin to get into the kingdom to have access to the things on the other side of the gate. Because there's some stuff on the other side of the gate that's not accessible on this side. Because everything that represents this side of the gate is all the hell I went through this week. It's all the frustration I went through with my kids. All the trauma I had to deal with with my baby mama. All the trauma with my baby daddy. All the issues with the folk in my school. All the junk with my supervisor on my job. But when I make up my mind that I want to leave everything that represents the world, everything that represents the hell that I've been through, i got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his heart with
this last song and we close it out. I'm taking my seat. And it just says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. We're going to allow that to minister to us. We're going to leave down from this place. God is going to allow his presence to move into place. We just take a few moments of that song and just meditate on it and allow his grace. Because we just entered into his courts with praise. And I'm telling you, God is blessing us. Go ahead, you can play us some shit too. God a hand praise. My God. I don't know about you, but I feel better. And I thank God that He is good. His mercy endureth forever. We give God praise today. We just laid a foundation today. There's some things that we're going to see in this Thanksgiving that excited because I don't know next week if I'm going to go into it. You know, I don't want to move too fast, but it's a part of Thanksgiving that brings multiplication. And I'm telling you, when you hear this word, Thanksgiving produces multiplication. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. This thing is ministering to me. said where two or three are gathered in my name there shall I be in the midst we have more than two or three and I believe that we release this healing anointing for, for healing and prayer I'm expecting things to change in your life that the report of the doctor is going to come back it's going to say I don't see that anymore you don't have to take that blood pressure medicine anymore. You don't have to take that insulin anymore. You don't have to take those diabetic pills. You don't have to take that particular thing for your kidney, your liver. 
Ulcers are going to dry up. Acid reflux. Over. Migraine headaches. Over. Even sleepless nights. You tossing and turning. So just lift your hands and we're gonna pray. Those of you all watching online, just lift your hands where you're at if you're standing in need of healing and deliverance in your body. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give your name all the thanks. We thank you for your healing power. God, you reminded us to pray and to stand in the gap, Lord, to bring forth your healing anointing. For you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed. God, we break the bondage of every disease, every infirmity every sickness that has tried to attach itself to our bodies. We come up against high blood pressure, diabetes, cancers of all forms, any forms of arthritis, any forms of ulcers, digestive system issues, any forms of headaches, dizzy spells, vertigo, we begin to break the bondage of those things right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we release the blood of Jesus to go in and to heal, to deliver, and to strengthen our bodies. That Lord, we are free from pain in our joints and our ligaments. We pray for even 2020 vision, great hearing sight will not diminish, our hearing will not diminish God the functioning of our limbs will not diminish I just speak life today I speak life for you said that we can have life and have it more abundantly and God we love you we praise you and we adore you and we say thank you and it's in Jesus name we pray Amen and amen. Now everybody stand to their feet. We prepare to dismiss. I want to say thank you for everybody that joined in on Facebook, YouTube. Thank you everybody's here in the building. Before we leave, I just want to ask Sister Wendy, you, you, you want to have anything to say before you leave? You have anything good? I appreciate you for being here. It's good to see everybody we haven't seen in a while. Sister Yolanda, Brother Joseph, they got their grandbaby here. Sister Norma, Brother Vincent. Shine to this Cameron, right? Amen. Good to see you, Cameron. No basketball today, huh? Congratulations to all the high school graduates, grammar school, college. Give them a hand, buddies, and we close out. Now, Heavenly Father, as we leave this place today, we ask your traveling mercies to lead God and direct us, to meet us at our next destination. We ask you to buy all car troubles, all accidents, all traffic tickets, Father, throughout the course of this week and on this day. 
Lord, you will keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger throughout the course of this week. We call for unexpected income, increased promotion, and overflow to be our portion. I thank you, Lord, that you're supplying all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we release peace, we release prosperity, we release divine help. And then, God, we love you, we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, give somebody a high five. You